Is that Luke Bryan's reaction after winning $350 on a new Beach Bonanza Tennessee Lottery Scratcher ticket? Or is that Luke Bryan's reaction after his nephew Tate popped to 4.0 this semester at UGA? Or is that Luke Bryan's reaction to neither A or B? And the answer is actually C. Find out what C is coming up during this episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. Hi, friend. We'd like you to... Hi, friend. We'd like you... God going home. Hey, ask for the Wolfman. We share the never-heard-before Wolfman blooper reel. Coming up during this episode of Cadillac Jack, Mike's Second Act. Another 88 million in the bank over the weekend for Top Gun Maverick. Donna offers up her review after seeing it this weekend with our 16-year-old daughter, Charlotte. Her review focuses on the oily football beach scene. Of course. I feel the need. The need for speed. Let's get underway. Let's get underway. This is episode this 260, is episode 260 of Cadillac Check My Cadillac Second Act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that you are already talking about with your family and your friends, conversations about current events and pop culture, music, specifically country music, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. My one thing that you should know about me is that I, when I was at Georgia, the University of Georgia, I went and worked a semester in Colorado, and I fit ski boots. Period. Period. I mean, it really is a good story, but we won't go there. Oh, is it my turn? Yes. Okay. Hello. Should I talk in a British accent? Let's not. Let's not. Okay. Well, it was the Jubilee this past weekend, the Platinum Jubilee. Over in Cheerio, London. Um, first of all, there are some young Britons that could, could not give a crap, a flying, you know what, about the Jubilee. They were like, whatever. But do you know what the Jubilee is about? Is it like their Independence Day, their July 4th? No, it's a celebration. Um, and they do different Jubilees for different monarchies. Well, there's only been one monarchy. But depending on how long the person has been in office. Um, so, or in their reign, I guess, not in office. Um, so, Queen Elizabeth II has been reigning as the queen for guess how long, Kelly uh, Jack? Like uh, 1,000 centuries or something. 70 years. Yeah. 70 years. Um, so, they, you know, wanted to do this big platinum jubilee, and I think they thought it was time to do it because she's not in the best of health. Pla- so, platinum's 100, is that right? I think so. So um, they did like a series of events that started on Thursday and it went for like four days and um, it was in different areas and neighborhoods. And then there were, you know, obviously huge events, things that the public couldn't come to and then things that they could come and see. Um, So there was a huge party at Buckingham Palace and um, uh, Ed Sheeran played perfect for the Queen. Funny. As you were sitting here telling the story about Jubilee and set it up, I wondered to myself, I said, self, I wonder if Ed Sheeran, no. Ed Sheeran wouldn't be involved in the big jubilee. 
Yes, so he was. He played perfect. Um, and they, you know, she missed one, a couple of events because she, the first day of the events, she said it took such a toll on her. She had to take a day or two off, which I've been there. I mean, haven't we all been there? Like where you're supposed to be somewhere for like, you know, like on vacation. And you just need like a day two, you need right, a pool right, day. Right. You just need a pool day. You have to, you have to re, uh, re, re, rewrite your, um, your your weekly planner. Recapitulate. Your vacation planner. Yeah, recapitulate yourself. So, yeah, reset your batteries. So the interesting thing about it was everyone was obviously watching for like, okay, what's going to happen with Megan and Harry? You know, are they going to talk to them? Are they going to acknowledge them? What's going to happen? And basically, Megan and Harry were treated like just any old people. Because if you remember, they've kind of excused themselves from the monarchy. So when they went to the big event on Friday, um, they were sat next to Beatrice, who is, you know, on down the line. Um, and the other, I think her boyfriend or something. And they were so far away, like 10, 11 rows back from like William and Kate and everyone. And get this, Prince Charles did not speak to his son at all. Publicly, maybe. Uh, mm, well, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, but maybe it's a busy, it's a busy celebration. It was very frosty. He did not, at the reception, he did not even, he did not look their way. He did not come over and give him a hug. He, he'd, he'd have pulled his, his neck muscle or something. They were seated so far behind him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Truly. And so this was the queen's first time to meet Lilibet, which is their um, little girl, uh, Megan and Harry, who was named after her, the queen, and also Harry's mother, Princess Diana. I think that was her, she had a middle name or something. Um, and so they were kind of like, uh, they, they went to the one event and then that's all they were seen at. And that was it. And they were not allowed to stand on the balcony because they're not royals. And only royals yeah. can be on the balcony. I thought it was fascinating. The whole pageantry of it. And then the whole fact that there's this group of young Londoners who one of them was um, interviewed on CNN and he's like, I'm leaving to go to um, Italy. I just got to get out of here. I can't take it. I would like to have that. I would like to have a coronation or a, a, some sort of, I don't even know what it would be. Like, I think on my next birthday party, that's what I want to happen. I want it to be like a um, jubilee. I don't want it to be called a birthday party. I want it to be called a jubilee. Have it at an outdoor like patio. Okay. And um, only people who aren't in the family can like sit on the balcony or something. Like, I don't know. I'm going to like reverse everything because everyone can sit at my table. We're so excited that Donna has been named the Sultan of Soda and a track fanatic by Atlanta-based racetrack. Uh, You get to enjoy one free medium-sized fountain, frozen, or coffee drink every day until the world dissolves or something, right? Or just till the end of the year? Well, as long as I keep my status, but that's, I mean, I'm I'm in it. No, no, no. It's kind of like a frequent flyer thing. I'm in it for this year. I'm in it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because we, we know how much you love your frozen drinks. Oh my gosh. What did you uh, invest in frozen racetrack drinks in order to get to this level? Is this sort of like um, what was a club penguin when you had to uh, you had to buy had to the buy rock hopper or something? Yeah, you had to get on the rock. You had hopper. to buy your way in in order to get no, on the rock. Hopper. This is not that. Okay, I'm not sure if you're even aware. Like, I, first of all, I sent you and the girls this text that said, "My day, my year has been made." Like when I when this popped into my inbox, I was like. Are you kidding me? Because I wasn't actively trying to become a sultan of soda, but it was low key hanging in my in my background. Just in case you didn't know, there's different levels. There's the Duke of Dog, 
you don't even need any points to be that. So if you just go to racetrack and you download the app, you're a Duke right, of right, dog. Right, right, right. And then there's, get a book of matches or something. Yeah. And then there's the Prince of Pastry. And that one, you get a free fountain or frozen drink every 30 days. And then the King of Coffee. And that's every seven days. And then, my friends, the Sultan of Soda. And let's just hear that again. A free fountain, frozen, or coffee drink every 24 hours. That's a big deal. Now, if you are a good friend of mine, I've already done this for two people because I don't go every day. Will you gift your frozen drink? All you have to do is put in a certain number. And you can share in my my bounty. Wow. That's the type of person that I am. I'm not one of those two people. Well, I haven't had time to talk to you about it, but I'm going to okay, share it with okay. you. Yeah. Right. Um, as you earn points, you climb in the tiers. Here's what happened with the racetrack. There used to be a racetrack near Charlotte's old school. And so I would stop all the time. As would I. And I would get gas. And, you know, I love these kind of VIP thingies. So I join every one of them. Never thinking it's going to lead to anything more than like heartburn and diarrhea. If you eat a roller grill every day. But at any rate... So I get, I was getting gas. And then when I moved over, when Charlotte stopped going to that store, now the store that I work at, there's a racetrack across from it. And I'm constantly having to get ice for the store, although I just got an ice machine. But so I would just get points and points and points and points. And so I'm just like the other day, they sent me this email and they said, you are so close to being royal. And mm. I'm like, what? Mm. And so I went in and I checked my app and I was super close. I think I needed like three donuts and maybe like a hot dog. So I just bought it and I gave them to people in line. I'm like, here you go. It's free donut day. Here's a hot dog for you. So I kind of bought my way in with three donuts and a hot dog, but that was it. The rest of it is legitimate spending. Right. To what, to what amount though? I don't know. To get to that level. Is that the highest level? It is, right? That's the highest level. I needed 3,500 points. What was that amounts to? Financially. Surely. And get this. I have 2,264 available points. I basically could eat and drink at racetrack for the entire year. Don't do that, though. Don't do that. This is incredible. That's a good deal, though. It is. I look forward to my... To maintain your tier. Here we go. Here we go. You have one year to reach your tier. So I've got a year to keep it. This is going to be difficult, but I'm going to do it. All right. And I will tell you, today I went in just to test it out because I got the email yesterday and I sauntered in. I was I had a little pep to my step. Always do, but I had a little bit more and I went back to the frozen machine and you know what I like, in case you're wondering, which you kind of uh, didn't know what I wanted the other day when you got, you were nice enough to get me a frozen drink and bring it to me. It's Dr. Pepper with a splash of cherry and then right at the last minute, you put a floater on top. Of? Sprite. Good morning, aviators. This is your captain speaking. Here we go. In three... You cannot escape the madness that is Top Gun. Memorial uh, Day weekend, it opened. The biggest opening weekend Tom Cruise has ever had. This past weekend, it picked up another $88 million. So uh, $150 million, $88 million. Do the math yourself. And that's uh, what the movie's made in two weekends. And you went with our 16-year-old daughter, Charlotte, to see Top Gun Maverick. Because you wouldn't go. You had no interest. I asked you three different times. Do you want to I, go to Top Gun? I, you know, I'm not a Tom Cruise fan. Okay. Okay. Never have been. Okay. But it is one of the most iconic movies. There is no more iconic duo. Uh, am I being shunned? Than Maverick because, and Goose. Because I, I did not. I got the need for speed. I kept waiting for him to say that line. And he doesn't Does that say Show it. me the money. Is that one in there too? That's a show different movie. Is it? Okay. Yeah. That's okay. with Renee Zellweger. Okay. Yeah. Um, anywho, so yeah, Charlie and I went, um, she was not looking forward to going to see it. She hadn't seen the first one and she was so excited when she came out there. She's like, mom, this was the best movie. I said, I, I told her, you, I asked her, I said, did you, cause I knew she didn't see the original. I hadn't seen the original. 
And I said to her, I said, could you keep up? Did it make sense? She said, yeah, yeah. It's, she she loved it. And I was going to go with a friend, but all my friends have seen it. Although I had a couple of friends who said, I'll see it again. Like a couple of our pod peeps, Betsy, she's seen it twice. I may go back and see it again. I mean, I, it was so good. And it was so good because I was telling you all, I've not seen a movie in a theater in probably two years and all the movies out right now. I don't know what the hell's going on. I've said this before, you know, it's all these people with like Marvel and this generation and Star Wars and this, and it's just so overwhelming. And it's like, you know, they always make fun of me, these kids, because when I go to the movies, I say, Charlotte goes, here we go. Because I looked over and I go, where are, during the preview, she's like, here we go. I'm like, where are all the movies with the boys and the girls? You know, like. Especially during summertime. Matthew McConaughey and, you know, um, what's Goldie Hawn's daughter? That was in all the movies together. 23 Dresses and Parent Trap and How to Leave a Girl and How to Love a Woman and How to, I mean, where are all these movies? Where are they? The Breakup. Jennifer Aniston. Like when I was growing up, it was all of the Brat Pack movies. And then it became these rom-coms that I loved. And now every time I look at the movies, I'm like, I don't want to see that. Who wants to go sit and watch Downton Abbey in a theater? Or like I said, all the Marvel stuff. So this was just like so good. And I thought it was going to be really cheesy, but I have to tell you, it was done so well. And there were a few like kind of wink backs at the original movie, but it was just so good. And let me tell you something, just sitting and looking at Miles Teller for two hours. I mean, hello. Which one is he? He is Goose's son. Our friend Sandra Golden uh, posted a movie review on her Instagram account of hashtag Top Gun Maverick. Five out of five wines, Sandra wrote. One of the best sequels I've ever seen. Soundtrack is sick. Tom Cruise is a badass movie star. The oily football beach scene is worth the price of admission alone. I mean, just, yeah. I don't even, I think they added. Hashtag talk to me, Goose. Yeah, I think they added that back in, just or added it then in post or something just to be like, yeah. Because when I was getting ready to go see the movie, I was talking about it at the store and I was talking about skis and they're like, yeah, I want to see it. But isn't that the movie that all the middle-aged women are going to see? I'm like, yeah. The middle-aged women and the gay men. Because it is. Or the beach scene? Oh my God. It's incredible. It's But is it like Tom Cruise and. He's um, just sitting in his chair watching it all go down with the rest of us women. Okay, but but who are who, who's who's participating? Uh, Miles Teller. That's all we need to say. And then like all the other top like gunners. recruits or yeah, or, all the top gunners, and they're all oiled up and playing football in the ocean, and yeah, in their chubbies with chubbies. I, I don't know. It was just like yeah, like this woman sat beside me. She goes, "Now we're getting somewhere." Like, uh, how far in is it? Is, is um, the oily is the oiled up? Yeah. It's, you gotta scene. get you gotta get halfway there, okay. but it also wasn't a movie where I was like, "Oh my god, when is this going to end?" It was so good. Two hour runtime. Yeah, no, it was great. It was perfect, 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 perfect. Were there recruiters in the lobby? I didn't see any. Like for the uh, for what the were Navy? they recruiting for? For the Navy. I didn't see any of those. Huh? Yeah, yeah, they did it thirty six years ago when the original came out. The, the 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 government really capitalized on the fact that it was a very popular movie with with the, the demo that they were trying to attract to join the military. And so they would set up like kiosks and give out free butter, popcorn, representing the U.S. Navy. And so they're doing it again now to sign people up to join the the Navy. After seeing what the Navy did with it 36 years ago, the Air Force is now setting up kiosks and lobbies and handing out upgraded bendy strolls, you know, because they also are trying to capitalize on for that demo that they're looking for as well. John Hamm was in it. I mean, Val Kilmer. John Hamm? Yeah, he's like the- From Mad Men? Yeah, he's the head head guy in charge. And then like um, Val Kilmer, who obviously, if you've seen the original, you know, he's Iceman. And he is suffering from um, a really, he's having a lot of problems. He has throat cancer. And so his scene was very sweet and kind of poignant because 
in the movie, he is very ill. And so he really didn't have to act very much to pull that off. Um, it was so good. So, so good. And you know what I think it did? And this is what I was kind of talking about earlier. I think the reason that it's doing so well in the theaters, and I saw this, and, and I've seen this with other friends that I've talked to, it's moms and it's dads, and then it's like Charlotte's age, 15, 16-year-olds, and it's college kids. And there rarely is a movie anymore where everyone can go. It appeals to, to multiple Yeah, and so there's a lot of people saying, and, and listen, I'm not the biggest Tom Cruise fan either. I think he's wackadoozles. I really do. Um, but he, he showed up and he did great in the movie and I was able to sort of set that aside. Um, but they're saying he saved, he's saving the summer movie because coming out of the pandemic, nobody's been to the movies and the theaters are so freaking thankful for him right now because what's happened is just like me last night, I was like, dang, I kind of missed going to movies. You know, you got your feet up, you got your popcorn, you got your junior mints, you got your Diet Coke. It's not the same as sitting in your house, you know, and that big screen and the, the you know, Dolby sound and everything. Vibration, your seat vibrates with the sound. So, yeah. So I'm always into it. And I know you are too, just kind of like the, the marketing of the whole thing. And that's what I think is so fascinating is that Tom Cruise has always been credited with, um, you know, from Mission Impossible to all the things he does just being so important to theater owners. Um, Every time they've done a huge event, he's the one that they've given the award to because he brings people back into the theaters. And I think he has completely succeeded with this because, I mean, I saw people from all ages there, you know, watching it and enjoying it. It was great. There was a rumor for a while that Kenny Loggins was going to record a new version of, of the song. Danger Zone. They stuck with the uh, the old one, I guess, in the movie? Yeah, and there were a couple of nods to, um, I heard some music floating through from... Every Breath You Take. Yeah, and you know, when there there's a scene with them when Tom Cruise first comes back to the, the area in San Diego, and he's in a bar, and there's just some great, like, old 70s, 80s music. I feel the need, the need for speed. We, the jury, award compensatory damages in the amount of $10 million. As against Amber Heard, we, the jury, award punitive damages in the amount of $5 million. Do you find that Ms. Heard has proven all the elements of defamation? Answer, yes. Has Ms. Heard proven by a greater weight of the evidence? Answer, yes. So the verdict was in last Wednesday. Six-week trial. We spent a lot of time during this podcast talking about Amber Heard, talking about Johnny Depp, talking about the defamation lawsuit. Um, the In Virginia, which is where the trial was held, they capped punitive, I think it is, right? And so there was yes. a reduction in the punitive damages. So $350,000, I think, is what the judge, Judge uh, Ascarati or something. Penny Ascarati um, reduced it to. We're going to wrap up all conversations about this right now during the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast. Um, Donovan, you brought up a very, very good point. The jury was not charged with deciding if Johnny Depp was an abuser. The jury was not charged with deciding if Amber Heard was an abuser. I think that they both are to one another. The jury was charged with one thing only, and that is to decide if Amber Heard 
is guilty of libelous libelous, uh, libelous behavior and slanderous behavior and defamation of character for, for Johnny Depp and the jury came back and said yes indeed you are Amber Heard you're guilty of that probably the worst possible spokesperson for victims rights because she is lying some he's lying some there, we, like you said, we can't even ferret out what the truth is or not, but that wasn't what it was about. It wasn't about whether he did a ton of drugs, whether she slept with whatever his name is, whether they— James, James Franco. Yeah, whether they threw you know $400 bottles of wine at each other on a private jet. It was about slandering someone's, um, you know, someone's reputation. And, you know, she came out at the end of the trial and they, you know, basically she was in a tit for tat with his lawyer and basically admitted, well, didn't basically, she admitted, I wrote this op-ed piece about him. So at that point, the jury didn't have a whole lot of choice. Now, whether that affected him for jobs, I guess it, honestly, it could be argued because I think he was pretty much off the map. I have to tell you, you know, there was a time when everybody, you know, it was Johnny Depp. It was, it just was. And then he kind of became that kind of weird, creepy old guy that everybody's like, oh, you know, he's kind of a little weird, but whatever. He's kind of like Keith Richards, he's strange. And then this kind of brought him back on the map. So if I'm her attorney. This being the trial? Yeah. If I'm her attorney, I'm almost like, I don't know. Like, this didn't hurt him at all. He's probably going to get more roles after this than he, you know, he's kind of at the tail end of his career in a way. It is your right to speak up. Now, is it your right to write something and embellish slander and someone make, make and embellish. Things, yeah. I don't know, but it is your, well, it's, not, it's not your right to do that. No, no, but it is your right to speak out and speak sure, up. Sure. 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 Um, and you shouldn't be, I mean, from the moment that woman opened her mouth, people were like, she's a liar. And again, I, I, I wasn't on her side and I wasn't on his side. I was just like on the side of, can we please wrap this up, but give us as many details as possible. Her attorney went on a media tour uh, the day following the verdict here is Amber Heard's attorney on the Today Show. We had an enormous amount of evidence that was suppressed in this case that was in the UK case. In the UK case, when it came in, Amber won, Mr. Depp lost. Let me ask you about social media. It was incredibly lopsided and vitriolic against Amber Heard. Do you think that had an effect? Absolutely. You think jurors were aware of it? How can you not? They went home every night. They have families. The families are on social media. We had a 10-day break in the middle because of the judicial conference. There's no way they couldn't have been influenced by it. And it was horrible. Here's the thing. Really, really. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Had had Amber Heard won and, and gotten the judgment, she would have answered that question the opposite of the way she just did. What happens if she can't pay it? Few things can happen. And this doesn't just apply to, to Amber Heard. This applies to any any case in a court of law where there is a, a, a judgment handed down. You can file bankruptcy and uh, all but the punitive, I believe, would be basically written off. The the smaller, the $350,000 amount, whichever that was, that the lawyer, uh, sorry, that the judge reduced because it's capped in Virginia. The $350,000 that she took down from $5 million, Whatever that one is, punitive and, and what's the other one? Punitive and, and and I don't know. I can't remember. Oh my god. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so you can you file bankruptcy. It's the punitive damages that would not be covered if she chose to file bankruptcy. So she would be on the hook for three hundred fifty thousand dollars. You can have your 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 wages garnished. The other person, the other party, Johnny Depp in this case, can basically say to the court, "I want to quabosh the order," meaning I don't expect to be paid. I'm not going to ask her to pay me the money. 
Um, I don't think so. If he wanted to get more public sympathy, I think he probably would do that if someone told him to do it. But I think he needs the money, you know, I think he wants the money, but he's not going to see it. And a lot of times, like, just because you win, and we know this, um, you would have to, you have to go back in and file new, new chart, you know, new, you have to work with your attorneys again to to try to Stroller. sue the person to get the money. You, it doesn't just mean that, I mean, sometimes when you have an order, you can go and garnish someone's wages, but it's a process. There's a process to all of this. So, yeah, I know it's just crazy. She can't appeal. Is she and planning they, to? They, they said that she will. Mm. Her attorney in the media blitz said that uh, she will appeal, which what happens then is everybody's back in limbo on the docket again. Everybody can reset you know, until they get back on the docket. It could be months, could be more than a year until it's reheard. And, and, and you know, it's even accepted if the appeal's even accepted by the court. Because it doesn't have to be. They can say, you know what? No, we're, we're, we think the judge did the right thing. The well, judge and jury made the right decisions. Yeah. And supposedly there were tons of phony GoFundMes up trying to raise money for Amber Heard. Really? Yeah. And, you know, she's also become a meme. Her crying, her they say her faux crying meme. You can, like, put that filter on yourself in Snapchat. And you called it, Donna. You said that uh, the lawyers would be the winners in this. Camille Vasquez, Johnny Depp's lead attorney, who was just an associate. She's not even a partner. She maybe she should be by today though after winning this case, but uh, going into the trial, she was just an associate, was not a partner. Um, she is being courted by Hollywood law firms and, and agencies everywhere, wanting her to come join uh, their teams because of uh, all that she did for Johnny Depp. I am sure, and he will be back in court in July, represented again by Camille Vasquez on an unrelated lawsuit. This time, a crew member. Uh, on a movie set that he was uh, maybe one of the last movies he did. I don't know what it would be, but uh, accused him of assault. I'm dealing like this. Floor lamp, $19. Recliners, $88. Headboard, win full or queen, $20. Four drawer chest, $39. Four drawer chest, $39. Roosevelt Highway in College Park and $1,600 Browns Big Road and Games. And hey, ask the wolf man. Four drawer chest of drawers. $39. Listen, it may not still be that cheap, but I guarantee you in today's world prices, it will be equal to that. You know how it's kind of like dog years and then regular years? Well, uh, Wolfman pricing and Donna pricing today is probably not very far off because the one thing that I've heard from so many people who have gone up there is that they cannot believe the prices and how much money they've saved. I don't think I've ever met anybody. And I almost hate to say this because I don't want you to think you're going to get up there and you know buy more than you want, but there's nobody that I have ever heard that is, you know, anytime someone's talked to me, they're like, I just need a mattress. It was just, you know, you think I can get a mattress? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they call back there. I don't know what happened. I ended up buying like six pieces, but not because they talked them into anything, just because the prices are so unbelievable and you're not going to pay these huge delivery fees and you're not going to be waiting nine months just because the whole thing is behind us with the pandemic does not mean at all that there are not still issues with furniture and lumber and wood and all of these things. So because she stockpiled, and is constantly getting in new, new shipments. Two, from, three trucks a week. From everywhere. We've talked about it before. There sometimes she gets in big shipments from places that you would know the name. Um, and she repackages it and sells it for much, much less money because she doesn't have all that overhead. She doesn't have 46 employees walking around a showroom with, you know, clipboards. And nothing to do. Yeah. She doesn't have 16, 17, 20 um, warehouse workers, you know, on forklifts. This is a family owned business with incredible furniture and incredible prices. There's 2511 Roosevelt Highway in College Park and 1600 Browns Bridge Road in Gainesville. As for Donna. Here is a 15-second blooper reel from the Wolfman. And you're going to hear him say from Unclean Furniture Mart. And that's what 
gallery was before it became gallery furniture, right? Hi, friend. We'd like you. Hi, friend. We'd like you to. Re- Hi, friend. We'd like you. God, going home. Hey, ask for the roof, man. 40 plus years, locally owned small business. They take care of you. Take care of them, too, okay? Come and get your Ford. And let's check my second act. It's also brought to you by Ford Built Ford Tough. And Fayetteville Ford, just north of the Fayetteville Square on Georgia 85 in Fayetteville. Come and get your Ford. Whether it's a pre owned vehicle or a brand new Ford. The customer. Get a lifetime powertrain warranty when you purchase a Fable Ford. That's right. Free. No cost to you, the customer. FableFordG8.com. Fable Ford simply different. You're going to freak. You're ready. Is this new? It's Britney. Remember this? No, I do not. No, I don't. Where did you hear this? Was 15 years old. Yeah, but how did this get back into your world? It's called Spotify Shuffle, or whatever it's called. Well, you must be on the Rave channel. Because, like, it's not suggesting this type thing for me. You remember that? You don't remember that I song? I do not. Donna, we've danced to that song before. Where? Charlotte, North Carolina, New Year's Eve. Okay, yes, I do. I do recall Thank that. you. Yes. Right? Remember? That. We ran into TP. Who? Yes, we ran yes, into yes, her yes, in yes. Charlotte? Yes, and then I befriended that. Uber driver on the way back. Uh, is that what you call it? Okay. All right. So I'm going to add uh, Boom Boom, Brittany and the Yin Yang Twins. I love it. To the Spotify High Song playlist. What do you got? How did she find the Yin Yang Twins? I don't know. Again, it's 15 years ago. Okay. Fascinating fact. We have partied with the Yin Yang Twins. We have? Okay. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. We did that. Yeah. Wait, is your short-term memory gone? Long-term? It has term? been for years. Come on now. You are adding, but yet you can uh, go back to Charlotte, New Year's Eve. I remember us very. I remember us dancing to that. Song. I do too, but it's so bizarre to me. It's bizarre to me, like what you can and can't remember. I don't control that. Yeah, your brain does. Yeah, that's right. I don't control that, but it was a great memory. You and yeah. I dancing New Year's Eve that year. To, to I got the boom boom. You want to hear it again? One, two, three, four. Boom boom. I love that. Mine's a little somber after that. I am adding Miley Cyrus. Adore favorite Miley Cyrus song. Boy, I adore. This one, where'd this come from? This was 2019. And the reason I know so it, good. I never heard it before. The reason I know that is because I had to look to give credit at the end of this episode to the record label, like we always have so, to do. Oh, so good. It's from she the, changed to Columbia. In yeah, it's from the Bangers. Um, it okay. was the same one, I think, as Wrecking. I don't know if it's the same one as Wrecking Ball, but here's the thing about Miley Cyrus. I really, really believe this. She is incredible. She's, okay, she's almost like a Kesha, um, which I know this is going to sound crazy, but. Like Kesha's praying song, which we added to our other Spotify playlist. Miley is very underrated as a singer. And some of her music is so good. But because of all the Hannah Montana days and, you know, Party in the USA and that kind of stuff, I don't think she gets enough credit for some of the music. And this is a great song. Each episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, the podcast, we each choose a song that we add to the Spotify Hype Song playlist. There's one, a, a playlist for each season, three seasons of the podcast. There are three Spotify Hype Song playlists. Could be a song that we recalled in our memory for whatever reason. Could be a song that we heard for the first time in a long time, which be re-exposed to that song as well. Doesn't have to be a reason. Spotify hypes on playlists. Component of this podcast. We appreciate you listening very much. There are 42,333 
podcast whose primary classification by Apple is music. Uh, primary. And then our secondary category is, is entertainment news. Top 100 each week in the music category for this podcast. And that's because of uh, you and your loyalty and you helping to uh, being a super, you know, you being a super spreader and telling everybody you know about it and writing a review. So important podcast discovery, podcasting experts say the biggest challenge is podcast discovery. You got to expand, you got to grow. And the only way to do that is for people to tell people about your podcast, and how much they enjoy it. The three top classifications on Apple podcasts, the three busiest classifications are Christianity. Number one, there are more podcasts about Christianity than any other topic, any other category. Spirituality or Christianity? Christianity. Interesting. Music is number two. I would think self-help. You know, when I first started listening to podcasts, I, when I think of like where the, you know, everybody has an origination point for like, when did you start listening to podcasts? Did you start with us? Was that the first podcast that you ever listened to? For me, when I started driving back and forth downtown, I would listen to books on tape and then I started listening to TED Talks. And then from those TED Talks, that's some of the best authors that I found that I love reading their books. And then I learned that they had podcasts. And so there's a podcast, Rich Roll, that I love his podcast. And um, there's just some great, great people, Brene Brown, um, just tons of people. And so it's interesting that I can see, I would think self-help would be one of the biggest ones with people traveling. The Christianity thing doesn't surprise me, but... um, I wonder if that includes you because like I do listen to a lot of um, there's the, an app called church home and you can listen to services from all over. Um, and I have some great pastors that I love listening to like rich Wilkerson down in Miami is one of my favorite ones, but it's like, I'm there, you know, it's the same as if you went to it to listen to North point or your church, if they have a, if they stream online. So I don't know if that's included in those podcasts because um, what's the big guy out of Dallas, Texas. Jola Osteen. Yeah, I know he has a podcast and a lot of people listen to it. So imagine if every, I mean, that's a lot of people that, you know what I mean? Just, just belong to the flock that just yeah, belongs flock. to that church alone. Yeah. If everybody downloaded it, he'd be sitting number one every week. And he may be. So let's continue our uh, conversation about music since that is our primary classification. Like, Scotty McCreary won huh. American Idol 12 years ago, I think. Yes. I'm, I'm at the concert Saturday night. When he talks to you, does he have a deep voice? Yes. Is he like hello, kind of? Yeah, and he's got his uh, his guitar uh, his guitar guitar strap says scooter, scooter. Yeah, rather than Scotty. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love a scooter. Now I love a good nickname because that's what the band calls him, Scooter. Is a you know working around the amphitheater and visiting people, and I keep hearing all these covers like John Michael Montgomery. I hear a cover of uh, um, Sold. Um, I could hear him singing that. Yes, Grundy County Auction. Yes, uh, I hear it couple of George Strait covers, a Brian Adams cover. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, if you're headlining a show and you're charging that much for a ticket, you, if you can't fill 90 minutes of original material, well, maybe a couple covers, but I'm sorry, there was a, probably a half dozen. These are the hits that he did during Idol, the season that he was on Idol. I swear, you just come and add old Scooter before you even know what the story is. Don, it's been 12 years. Who remembers the songs that Scotty McCreary performed during his season of American Idol 12 years ago? Uh, I bet some of the Scooter bugs do. Luke Bryan has had a lifelong dream to catch a 10-pounder, and he did it last week. Woo! See, that's a long time coming. We haven't put him on the scale yet. Got it. She's Got big. It. All right, get ready. She. Oh! Oh! 11-6! Oh, my God! 11-6! Woo! I'm trying to catch my 10-pounder my whole life, and I just caught an 11-6. Oh. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> 
the thrill is real, Donna, for Luke Bryan. I know. I love it. Girl. I love him. Oh, Where'd he catch that sucker? Um, like in his pond? Don't know. Because that'd be kind of like questionable. Why? Because they did stock it, you think? Yeah, somebody just threw that thing in there. It was like, for the love of like, God. Like he bought a, a shipment of fish and they all weigh well, over or 10 pounds. somebody did and they're like, just yeah. put Could the damn thing in there. Let's see, see if he can just catch this thing. We're sick of hearing about it. But I just love it. He is so sweet. I mean, I love when artists are just like us, you know? When they fish. Yeah. I mean, I can't catch 10 pound fish. Could you? I wouldn't bait a hook. I can't bait a hook. You can bait a hook. You've baited plenty not. hooks at the though. mountain house. I'd rather not, though. Oh, my God. Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast is free because of generous support of our partners like T-Mobile, Experience America's largest and fastest 5G network, Awesome, Alpharetta, Play a While, Stay a While, and find your awesome, awesomealpharetta.com. Guests of the My Second Act podcast, state properties owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management, the brands you know depend on and trust, Marriott, Hilton, and Weston, and by Brightmore Healthcare. Our country is no longer in the grip of the COVID-19 pandemic. It was a very trying and tiring time for care team members at Brightmore Healthcare and Brightmore Hospice, yet they marched on. The stories during the pandemic of healthcare workers at Brightmore Hospice going above and beyond are endless. Brightmore care team members slept in tents in their backyards, RVs in their driveways. Many did not see their own families for days at a time, some for weeks. But each day, they cared for someone else and their family, often strangers. To the 473 employees of Brightmore Healthcare and Brightmore Hospice, we take a moment to say thank you. Thank you for doing what had to get done. Thank you for pushing through during the most trying time that this world has ever seen. 20 million Americans work in healthcare, and there are hundreds and hundreds of families who would agree that of the 20 million, the true angels and experts pin to themselves a Brightmore Hospice badge every day. Brightmorehospice.com. We care for patients in their home. No matter where home may be. Uh, I heard from Lee Moy, yeah, M O Y E, replied to the letter, Donna. Easy to do if you subscribe. You got to subscribe first to get it. Uh, thanks so much for just making me laugh out loud on the podcast. Come visit if you're ever down in Noonan. So I replied and I said, Well, Lee, I'm down in Noonan about two days a week, sometimes more. Uh, she responded, I've listened to you since your first day in Atlanta. My favorite was, let's put the spurs to it, which I brought back during the afternoon ride. Love that. Now on the Bear 92.5, weekdays 3 to 7. Well, explain what that is. Because there's probably some people listening um, who've never heard you say put, that. Well, at the former Kicks 101.5, where I was my entire career for the most part, 25 years, we did 52-minute music hours every hour. So my thing would be, top of the hour, uh, let's put the spurs to another 52-minute music hour. I love right that. Right mix of today's hot new country and your all-time favorites. Kicks 101.5. And then you could head downstairs to the loading dock. Yes, because you got a 52-minute music hour coming up. I mean, what would you do? That's well, when you just troll through the kitchen looking for other people's food. Uh, absolutely, because I was getting paid poverty rate. Come around, hang out with me in my cubicle. Give me a wink. Not a wank, but a wink. No, no, that didn't come till later. Lee wrote, I won Gary Allen tickets one time. I also got a day off once when you talked to my boss and you got me off on the radio. Okay, uh, okay. Should I explain that one? You probably should. Uh, get me off Fridays which is where if you wanted to get off work early, because I started at 3 o'clock when I did this bit, I would call your boss live on the air at 3 o'clock, and I would say, Lee wants me to get her off right now. Do you mind? Now, obviously, there's some double entendre, and some, some, there's, there's a great deal of blueness involved here. I had to be very careful to go there one time, eh, two times maybe, 
and then to immediately withdraw and any time after that say get her off work but it was a great i love doing it. it's a great bit Okay, so I got um, a little message from Erin Frickton Young, and she was replying to talking about how when I was talking about how I hid, supposedly, I didn't hide them, but I supposedly tried to like pass off. Smuggled them. was the word. I, actually, I didn't smuggle. That was my mistake. I didn't smuggle them. I just handed him the okay, paint. You, you attempted to smuggle some paint, yes, at the Goodwill. And so she says, always love the podcast. I sneak pillows in black garbage bags to Goodwill. Like you don't take pillows? And paint cans in black bags with the trash when it runs. This is what, a great idea. Did they not idea. look through dark? Trash bags. I think by the time, like if you, my, what my thought process is, is you do this when you, when you're shoving in like 30 bags and they don't have time to get through them all and you're in your car you're and you're gassed you're and gone. gone. So that's a great one, Aaron. Thank you so much. See, uh, it's not just me. Third pop peep, John Workman, uh, who gets custody of the neighborhood graduation banner. John writes, our neighborhood puts it up in the clubhouse so you can stop by and cut your kid's name out of it along with the college logo next to it. Yeah, but I guarantee you, like Sam gets up there and he's had one too many gimlets and he's up there cutting it all crooked. And can you imagine the arguments they get into if he cuts off like the top, like on Olivia's name, if he cut off the the, the, uh, the dot above her eye? Yeah. Or if you have like, a teal in your name? Yeah, like where in the hell's my teal? Where's my eye? He's like, well, damn, I was doing the best I could do cutting it. You know, Sandra sent me up here to cut the banner. Thank you, John, for listening to the podcast. We appreciate audio for this episode. Ho, 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 ho. couple things. Okay. Hold your horses, cowboy. Um, two life updates. We will update you because if you're listening on Upload Day, we are getting ready to take Charlotte, our 16-year-old, to take her driving test. If you don't hear anything, then I'm not going to expose that our child did not pass. But after paying what we paid to this particular company, I have to believe that they pass everyone. Because if they don't pass them, what's the first thing we're going to say? Well, you damn trained her. You, you, you didn't teach her well. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think unless you just come up and flip your car on a curb, you're good. Okay. Number two, kind of like Jack. If you're listening on Upload Day, tomorrow is Lil Caddy Jack's birthday. And if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you would know that I have planned a surprise party. No. And he's going to wear the sombrero on his head. Nope. 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 All right. Audio for this episode for RCA Records. How young will you be? 40. Winsong Records, Jive Records, RCA Victor Records, Fairfax County, Virginia, Circuit Court, NBC's Today Show, Luke Bryan on Instagram, Dan and Shay on Instagram. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen and executive producer Hans Appen, the Appen Boys. Subscribe to The Letter. It's our e-newsletter, a component to the podcast and radio show. Weekday afternoons, The Bear 92.5. Listen via the free Bear 92.5 app. Search for that in the uh, Apple App Store or Google Play Store. The Letter hits your inbox Saturday mornings at 9.10. It's a fun four-minute read. And uh, it's absolutely free. Text left on red to the number 22828. Left on red. No spaces. Red is the color R-E-D. Left on red to the number 22828. Looks like you have something to say. Well, I'm just thinking, like, what do you want for your birthday? Thursday will be the wrap-up episode of the Caddy Palooza. Wonderful. Caddy Palooza. Uh, production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Dancing girls or anything, or singing, singing ladies, or I mean, if you want, cowboys them. and cowgirls come in on horseback. Yeah, if you want them.
Like that time when you had to judge when I was pregnant and you had to judge the Wild Bills girls. I hated it. I hated it. Turning car wheels with no panties on. I hated it. It Disgusting. Horrible. Horrible is what it was. Disgusting. You you were the sales rep, though. For Wild Bills, you're the one that put all that together. I don't know that I knew what. uh, Yeah, whatever. I thought they were coming in and they were going to like. It was like. I thought it was going to be like another Tom Cruise movie, like Cocktail, where they flipped up their. Oh, they did that all right. They're whatever. Yeah. They're they're shakers. Not those shakers, but they're like cocktail shakers. I had no problem when the wild boys came in. I mean, did you remember all the bartenders? They came in too and they had to have on their chaps and turn some cartwheels and stuff. I was all for that. Actually, they didn't turn cartwheels. I tried to get them to and they were like, we can't. I remember when I'm like, I had them lined up in the lobby because it was at the Marriott, if you remember. On Pleasant Hill. Yes. And I had them all lined up, numbered. And, you know, those hoochie mamas were all like, you know, trying to fix their hair and tie up their. You know, breasts as tight boobies. as they could. And the boys were just kind of standing over Trying there. And I'm like, their penises. well, and I'm like, what do you, you know, what are all y'all going to do? And they're like, well, we're just going to come out here and, you know, say hello to everybody. I'm like, well, can y'all turn cartwheels? Can you flip? And like, to, to which they said, well, a couple of them said, we didn't know we had to flip. If you're coming to audition for something like that, you should always be prepared to turn a cartwheel. Just in life, you should always be prepared to turn a cartwheel. Absolutely.